Heaven is getting ready to touch your earth. Heaven is getting ready to touch your earth. Hear what I'm telling you. Heaven is getting ready to touch your earth. I know pastors are getting ready to preach, but heaven's going to touch your earth. As is in heaven, so shall it be in the earth. Heaven's getting ready to touch your earth. And you said, Pastor, why you feel this way? I can smell the rain. You may can't see it. You may can't see it. Hallelujah. But I can smell the rain. You may can't see it, but I can smell the rain. Hallelujah. God bless you today. We welcome you to the place of promise for all you via live streaming. Welcome to the sanctuary. Welcome to whatever altar you may be watching this from, whether it's YouTube altar, whether it's Facebook altar, Instagram altar, wherever altar you're watching this from. We're so glad you decided to come and share with us today. Quickly turn me, if you can, to, I believe this may be the last installment of this series we've been going on. For God has given us a wonderful series called The Year of Opportunity. We have started this series way in January, and it is March. Hallelujah. God's been good, and God's been speaking, and God's been building bridges according to what you should prepare yourself for. The one thing I do appreciate about our God is he always prepares us for the next level or for what's to come. He never leaves you alone. You want to write that in the comments? He never leaves me alone. He never leaves me alone. So quickly, if you can, turn me to Luke 5 and 10. I promise you, Pastor, is going to try to get you out of here the best way I can. Quickly, if I can. Come on, turn me quickly to Luke 5 and... Luke 5 and 10. We're going to read just two packs of scripture. And then we'll be done with this text. If you're ready, say, say I got it, Pastor. I know I may have to wait on some of you Samsung users. <laughs> For iPhone is glory bound. Here we go. Luke 5 and 10 reads according to Luke. And Jesus said to Simon, fear not. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all. And followed him. I want to read that last scripture again. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Father, to make, oh God, you are already in the building. Your presence is already here. Speak a word today, God, that changes hearts. Speak a word today, oh God, that causes hearts to be convicted and say, what must I do to be saved? And we'll give you the glory, we'll give you the praise, because you're reaching after the hearts of men. And today I must say, Satan, your, your contracts are canceled. You are defeated. Ah, and the victory is ours. Father, today God speaks so clearly today. We'll hear you and do thereof. We'll give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. If I could just tag another part to this text, it would be opportunity but tell your neighbor, opportunity for God to be God. I need you to write that in the text. Say, it's an opportunity for God to be God. One more time. and Get your preaching voice in. Get some ebullience in your throat and say, hey, get a note in your throat. And say, it's an opportunity for God to be God. Oh, glory. See, back in the old days, the old saints couldn't say that stuff. For God to be God, because we'll see a mother 
throw a hand up in the air and give a witness and say, baby, I know what you're talking about. Glory to God. Hallelujah. For God to be God. Come on, let's preach. There is a serious attack on one's expectancy and one's faith. For we have to deal with a culture that is not pushing Jesus. We don't have any salvation commercials. There are no local radio stations. That, that there, are, there are local radio stations that are limited in putting his name in the atmosphere. They are limited in putting anything that resembles Christ in the atmosphere. But instead, they're pushing compromise societies and fear. And we are in a drought, my brothers and my sisters, of authentic moves of God. But I come today to say there is going to be, again, God is letting you know again, there's going to be rescue, there is going to be recovery, and there's going to be redemption. I know we have had some experience of the good, the bad, and the ugly of the past seasons and the past year. But I still got back, but the, but the good news is that you still got back on your boat and tried it again we have experienced some unfavorable conditions but the good news is I still got back on my boat and I tried it again I went through some droughts in my life but I still got back on my boat and tried it again why I cannot catch a break but I still got on my boat and I tried it again could not even see the breaking of day but I still got back on my boat my boat is my livelihood I still got back to my fragile finances I still went back to my church and I tried it again why because I'm giving God an opportunity for him to be God I know we have used Simon Peter as a case study in over the last over the last six weeks seven weeks we have used Simon Peter as a case study but God revealing to me that that's not all I am I, I just don't only want you to look at Simon Peter for I'm giving you access to the opportunity but that's not all God is saying I want you to look deeper into the text and as I begin to look deeper into the text God was just not saying I'm giving Simon Peter and the disciples and you the opportunity but I'm giving you the opportunity to let me have the opportunity Glory to God. You mean to tell me, God, all this, all this seven weeks, we've preached all these messages for you, and you've been trying, and you've been really, you've been really wanting us to say that you want the opportunity for you to have the opportunity. I want to ask a question, my brothers and my sisters. Are you allowing God to have the opportunity to be God? Because what God wants to do is have the opportunity for him to be him in you and for you to see him in you. I'll share it again because sometimes I can speak a little too fast and I'll share it again and I'll slow it down to a 72 or a 73. But God wants you to have the opportunity for you to let God be God in you for then you can see that God can be God in you. Is there anybody in the room today who really want to know that God can be God in them? We've been preaching a message because we've been preaching a, a, a podcast series about uh, um, cooperation and how, how you let God be the owner of the building because you are the temple of the Holy Ghost and because you are the temple of the Holy Ghost you have to allow you have to allow the Holy Ghost to move in you and to make decisions 
concerning your life. But here in the text, here in the text, God has given Peter an opportunity for him to show himself strong in Peter's life because Jehovah wants, because the God we serve is the Jehovah God, the relationship no God wants to, wants his opportunity in you to show himself strong and to show himself mighty. He wants to release the flood of his prophetic, of, of his perfect promises, his, perfect, his perfected promises in your life. His culture of goodness, hallelujah, for he is the supreme good of heaven. God, Jehovah wants to give you an exchange for what you have, for what you do not have, and for what he has plenty of. Glory to God. Jehovah wants to give you what you do not have for what he has, and what he has, he has plenty of. Here it is, God told Simon Peter, Peter, I need you to let me exchange your life. Tell your neighbors and neighbor, God wants to shift your life, and shift your life will shift your future. Shifting your life will shift your future. I'll say it one more time for you, may just come in at the back and got your finger up in the back row. Yes, you, God wants to shift your life and shift your future. If I was you, I'd write that down. Uh, God wants to shift my life and shift my future. All year long, I'm going to be having you write, write things down that God wants you to go, that God wants you to remember because these things are going to be poignant. These things are going to be references that you can go back on and begin to say, what did God say to me? God told me to tell you he wants to shift your life. God told me to tell you on March the 5th at, at, six, at, at 5 55 that he oh my god listen what god just said mark oh my god it is march the 5th at 5 55 hallelujah god wants me to tell you on march the 5th at 5 55 he wants to shift your life and shift your future and shifting your future will shift your generation and shifting your future will fit oh my god will shift your finances shifting your future is going to shift your relationship shifting shifting your future is going to shift you to who you are supposed to be who you was born to be because the bible tells me there are some predestined things that were given to you before you was even here but you need god to shift you in order for you to receive your predestined inheritance your predestined future your predestined stuff and the enemy has your stuff locked behind a combination lock and today god told me to tell you i am the master key man and i come to unlock the combination i'm going to turn it right i'm going to turn it left and then i'm going to turn it right just for you and I'm going to unlock hallelujah your predestined glory to God your predestined predestined things in your destiny God has given to you even before you were who you are to be glory to God so God told Peter, Peter, let me in your livelihood. Peter, let me in your everyday routine. Peter, let me, Peter, release me to be who I can be in your life. Simon Peter, Simon, God was saying, Simon, God was futuring Peter, glory to God. When God gets ready to talk to you in your life, what God is doing is God is futuring you. Oh, I don't even know that's a word. I just made that word up. God is futuring you. You know what I'm saying? He's putting stuff in your future already for you to go to, for you to strive to, for you to reach to. That's what the Bible says. We must press toward the mark of the high calling. He's talking about press what? Now for my future because your future is important. Your future, that's why you matter. That's why, oh my God, I got to say it again, you matter why God needs you to press for your future.
future. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm pressing for my future. If you got to write that down, I need you to write that down too. I'm pressing for my future. Come on, you ought to write. I'm waiting for you. I can't go past right now. You got to write, I'm pressing for my future. Glory to God. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Can, can I get amen there? I'm pressing for my future. Here it is. So God, so God is telling Simon Peter, Simon Peter, release me. Release my will to be on your life. Release your control. Release your dependency from your limited ability. He said, I want you to release your dependency on your limited education. Release your, your, your dependency. And I need you to drag your fear of what you cannot control to the one who can control. I need you to drag your fear in your life to, hallelujah, to the one. I need you to drag your fear. I need you to say, hey, fear. Hey, hey, things in my life that I cannot control or things in my life that I do control. I'm going to drag you to the altar and I'm going to leave you there because now I want to be glory to God. I want him to platform his life upon me and when you drag your fear to the altar when you drag your uh, when you drag your bad relationships when you drag your finances when you drag your favor when you drag your blessing to the altar God wants to jump on top of it and when he jumps on top of it glory to God there will be glory glory to God glory to God and so here is Simon Peter and God says Simon I need you to let me shift your life and watch this Simon I need you to throw your net. I know I preached that a couple of weeks ago, cast your net, but can I just readdress that one more time for the believer? I need you this year to begin to cast your net because some of you have left stuff in 2021. Some of you have left stuff in 2019. Some of you even left stuff in 2008 and 2006, and it's time for you to cast your net and pull it back where it should be. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm casting my net farther than I cast it before. I was just casting just a little bit but I'm going to cast my net farther back I'm going to cast the net even higher I'm going to cast it in my future because I know when I cast this net glory to God things are going to work out for me glory to God to your neighbor neighbor cast your net bigger cast your net farther cast your net cast your net with reckless abandon cast your net in faith because God wants to fill your nets my brothers and my sisters and here God told Peter cast your net because my, God says, Simon Peter, I want you to notice here. Simon says, Lord, I have toiled all day and I have caught nothing. I have tried it my way. I have tried the way people have had me try it over the years. And over the years, it's been a good idea. But, when a, but what happens when a drought, what happens when a good idea meets a drought? Glory to God. What happens when a good idea meets a drought? Because when a good idea meets a drought, something is, something is caught in the net. And you begin to pull up and you don't find nothing. That's why a good, that's why when you have a good idea, you got to make sure it's a God idea. Because when a God idea meets a drought, the drought knows the bow its knee before the Lord. Because the Bible says that, the Bible says that, that at his knee, uh, everything shall bow and everything shall confess that the Lord Jesus Christ, he is Lord. I want you to know this, none of my brothers and sisters, pastors telling you and pastors encouraging himself, I'm going to cast my net glory to God and give God an opportunity to be God to your neighbor, neighbor. I'm gonna promise myself, I'm gonna make a vow to myself to give God the opportunity to be God. So here's God. So here in the text, here in the text, here in the text, 
Can I invite you? Jesus said, Jesus says, uh, Peter, can I invite you to let Jesus today, my brothers and sisters, can I tell you something? Can I invite you to let Jesus on your boat? Noah Simon said, I called all night and caught nothing, but there is something that I cannot escape. That the, the you are going to have to pull it. Brothers and sisters, when you cast your net, there is something that we cannot escape. You are going to have to pull it in. That's one thing I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, when you cast your net, God ain't going to pull it in for you. You got to pull it in for yourself. And it's going to take the same energy. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's going to take the same energy that was disappointed. The same energy to pull what you had in from the Lord. To your neighbor, neighbor. That God opportunity in my life will shift me and establish my life for my future. Look at Simon's life. I want to hurry up. Look at Simon's life. Can God minister to you and tell you there is an encounter that you must have in this first quarter of the year that will carry you through the next quarter of this year that is going to help you pull in your future. When you're casting your net, you're pulling in your future. Hallelujah. Say it again. When you're casting your net, you are pulling in your future. God's not going to pull it in for you. Jesus not going to pull it in for you. The Holy Spirit's not going to pull it in for you. You have to pull it in yourself. What do you mean, preacher? God's not giving you the power and you the ability because I want you to experience. I have given you the word. I've given you the word. Now the word shall give you the reward and he shall get the glory. I've given you the word. You pull it in. You get the reward. He gets the glory. One more time. He's giving you the word of instruction. And because he's giving you the word of instruction all you gotta do is pull in the word of instruction and when you pull in the word of instruction he, he gives you the word you get the reward he gets the glory what a wonderful system god has uh, he gives you the word glory to god you get the reward glory to god he gets the glory glory to god what a wonderful system he has hallelujah and here is simon god tells simon he says simon i want you to put your net over on the other side why because i need you to use your energy i need you to use the same thing that was that had that you had disappointing you i need you to use the same way the same same discouragement you had when you was angry and you was mad and you couldn't catch anything and you gave up now i need the same energy on that side on this side because the same energy it takes to give up you can use the same energy that, that, that it takes to pull things in say it again pastor the same way you took the energy to give up the same way you folded your nets the same way you put your stuff up it's the same energy you can throw it out again tell your neighbor i'm gonna throw it out one more time I'm going to throw it out one more time. And so here God tells Peter. He says, Peter, I want to, I want to tell you something, Peter. I want to shift your future. I want to shift your life. And then Peter says, God, God, so Peter said, God, let me follow you. Let me chase after what you know. Because hallelujah, because there is such an expectation. It had to be, lead, it, I had to leave my life. And the thing I like about Peter, as soon as God gave Peter a shift in his life. No, 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 it's the text. I want, I want to tell you the text. Well, the text says this. The text says that there were so many fish in the net that Peter had to call for his partners and his friends. Hold on. Peter had to call for his partners and his friend because his boat could not handle the blessing. What happens when you cannot handle the blessing of God? I believe that some of us this year have to lose our timid, our being timid and try God more. I believe some of us this year have to say, you know what, Lord, I have tried it this way. I have tried it that way, but I read your word, and your word has told me that you can do more. 
than I ever asked. You can do abundantly more than I can even ask or think. This is the part that gets me, God. If you can do abundantly more than I can even ask or think, the abundant one lives in me. And because the abundant one who can do more than I ever, hallelujah, can ever ask or think lives in me. And because the abundant one lives in me, that means that the laws of abundance, hallelujah, oh my God, that the laws of abundance is for you, not for your enemy. It is for you, the laws of abundance. And how do I deal? How do I, how do I, put, how do I go? How do I connect myself to the laws of abundance? By being, oh my God, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. I connect myself to the laws of abundance just by following his laws and his statutes. How do I do that? By saying what he says. There is a language that called the language of acquisition. There is a language, God, God, okay, God, go there. There's a language that is going off my text. There's a language that God calls the language of acquisition. And the language of acquisition is the language of gratitude. Oh, my God. The language of acquisition is the language of gratitude. The minute you have children, when you have children, when mama, when you do something, the child says, thank you, you don't mind doing it for them again. And when the child says, thank you, you say, you know what, let me give you just a little bit more because you're so thankful. There's a law, there's a, there's a law, of, a, there's a law of attraction that will cause a bunch to happen to you and it's called the law of gratitude the law of honor glory to God the law glory to God the law of thank you the law oh my God do you know what thank you can do do you know what gratitude can do you don't gotta know all that hear you you don't gotta know all that Greek and I know something I love to know it but I'm telling you my brothers and sisters when you began to have a thank you Jesus Glory to God. Hallelujah. A good God in my life. My, my God. I met an old lady the other day, a, a, a mature woman the other day. All she was saying is God is good. All she was saying to me is God is good. And the more I looked at her, the more she said, you know, preacher, she said, she called me preacher. Preacher, God is good. Always has been good. Always will be good. Never can be anything but good. And I depend on his goodness. His goodness woke me up this morning. His goodness started me on my way. And when she began to talk about the goodness of God, something in me began to cry. Why, preacher? Because I began to worship. Because she said, Lord, I'm giving God, I've given God, I have given God the opportunity to be God in my life. So that's when she began to quote to me, the Lord is my strength and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Glory to God. And when you give God the opportunity, you can begin to use his word just like that. And I'm going to tell you, my brothers and sisters, glory to God. You ought to know glory to God. I'm telling you to give God the opportunity and you will find that he is all power, that he is all strength, that he is all mighty. And so back to the text, and I'm hurrying because it's a lengthy teaching here. And then Simon Peter messed around and felt and saw what God had did for him. Simon, God shifted Simon's economy. Not only did God shift Simon's economy, God shifted the region's economy. He shifted the region's economy so much that Simon said, no, Lord, I got so much fish for this season, next season, and the season of the next. I'm going to leave, hallelujah. I'm going to throw away everything and come with you. Glory to God. I'm going to give everything away and come with you. I'm telling you, to all you artists, for, uh, 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 for all you musicians, I want you to know he has so much everything. All you got to do is throw away the old stuff and say, God, I'm going to come with you. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, 
I got, I got a message for, for the gifted, and I'm telling the gifted that I know that enemy wants to use your gift for his, for his purpose. But I'm telling you, if you allow God to platform on you, if you allow God to get in your boat, if you allow God to be with you, if you allow God to get in the middle of you, you will find out that he's all power and he's all strength. You will find out that he has more than I ever expected. You will find out that nothing can befall. You will find out, see, because sometimes we think it's about money, but I'm going to tell you, what can money do when sickness rose upon you? What can money do when depression rose upon you? What can money do when oppression rose upon you? What can money do when death is around? What can money do? Money can't do nothing but bow his head and buy you a nice sheet or buy you a nice pillow. But what the power of God can do, the power of honor, the power of my God, the power of gratitude, you'll find yourself walking glory in the strength of the most high God. Glory to God. And so here is Peter in the text. Peter took away everything because God was showing Peter, Peter his future. Matter of fact, this is not the second time. This is not the first time. This is not the only time there was a boat incident in Peter's life. There was another boat incident in Peter's life when God told Peter after he fed the 5,000 fish, after he fed the 5,000 men, not including the women and children, with two fish and five loaves of bread, and there was 12 baskets left over. He said, now get in the boat, and I want you to launch out to the deep. I want you to launch out a little further. And then when Peter, I'm sorry, he fed the 4,000. When Peter fed the 4,000, God told him to launch out. When he launched out, the Bible says a storm arose. And when a storm arose, Jesus was in the boat. And the Bible says he was in the stern of the boat. Now that blessed me right there. He said he was in the stern of the boat. The stern of the boat is in the back of the boat. The stern of the boat is in the back of the boat. And where the stern of the boat is, there is the power, there is the engines that run the boat. You mean to tell me God is in the back of the boat where the power is? Yes, because he's all power. And he is the engine that stirs me through my storm. To your neighbor, neighbor, storms may come and they may rise, but I got God in the stern of my boat. And if I, if I had a time to preach that particular message, I'll tell you, let God in your boat. Let, you, let God stir your boat because when God began to stir your boat, Holla, holla. There's a song you sing, roll your boat, roll your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. And when I just sing that song as a little boy, I didn't know what they was talking about. But when I found out that God can get on your boat, and when God get on your boat, merrily, merrily, good God Almighty, hallelujah, he'll stir your boat. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, he's staring my boat. So the other opportunity, here is God one more time. God is telling Peter, Peter, this encounter with God began to change Peter's life. And Peter began to say, you know what, Lord? I recognize some things about you that I didn't know before. I recognize some things about you that I did not recognize when you told me you would make me fishers of men. After Peter had some encounters with God, some experiential encounters with God. And that's what God wants to do for you and me. Give us some experiential encounters with God. That's why, Marissa, your, your testimony is so important. Why? Because it talks about the experiential things what God has done in your life. We, we have many testimonies, but your testimony is so important. You sometimes hold up your own blessing. You sometimes build a dam in yourself. Glory to a dam that backs up the flow of water in your life because you do not testify of the goodness of the Lord in your life. You do not testify that I've came through the storm. You have not testified that I've come over. You have not testified that God has blessed me. You have not told nobody. You have not told your friend. You, even, you haven't even told yourself that God has blessed me. And some of you are damming up your own dam. But I'm telling you today, my brothers and my sisters, it's time to release 
the dam hot in time to release the dam in your life. What do you mean, preacher, that the dam that's broke up in your life, there's sticks and rocks and stuff that you have put up there that, that wants to be released. And I'm telling you, once you release the dam in your life, the Bible tells me that out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. And I'm telling you, my brothers and my sisters, it's time that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What is my river of living water? My testimony. My testimony is that God is a healer. My testimony is that God is a provider. My testimony is that God can make a way. My testimony is he, he tried me. And when he tried me, I come out as pure gold. My testimony is just when I thought he wouldn't do it, he came through just in time. My testimony is God did it again. My testimony is I held on to his hand. He became my solid rock. And he's my anchor and my shield. And God protected me. My testimony is some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. But I will trust in the name of the Lord. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous one in. And they are saved. That is my testimony. My brothers and my sisters. I got to go right now. But my testimony is I'm getting ready to release this dam because when you begin to release the dam the water will go out and refresh everybody there's somebody in your neighborhood there's somebody in your cubicle there's somebody in your job there's a brother and a sister an auntie and an uncle that needs you to refresh them with what the words of your mouth the words of your testimony everything that God has put in you the God God in you and there's a God God in you what is the God God in me the God God in me is the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me lie down in green pastures he restores my soul yay hallelujah hallelujah that is my testimony what is my testimony that in the beginning God was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and God is the word what is my testimony that for a scoffer of the world that he gave his only begotten son that who shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life what is my testimony my testimony is bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me praise his holy name for he is the great buckler he is the great defender he is the great counselor he is the lover the lover of my soul he is good to me he is coming through my testimony is I've given God the opportunity to show himself mighty to show himself strong tell your neighbor for the very last time give God an opportunity and watch him work it out watch him work it out tell your neighbor God will work it out work it out Lord work it out Lord work it out Lord work it out I know you can I know you will you're able I'm not giving up on you God you're able tell your neighbor neighbor God is able to do just what he said he would he'll come through hallelujah tell your neighbor he'll come through yes he will yes he will I need a miracle he'll come through I need favor 
He'll come through. I need finance. He'll come through. I need blessing. He'll come through. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Tell your neighbor, God will come through. That's why I've decided to, to give him a yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your will. I've decided to give him a yes, Lord, because I'm giving you the opportunity to be God. I'm giving you the opportunity to be bigger. I'm giving you the opportunity to be greater. I'm giving you the opportunity to be large in my life. So when they see me, they see you. When they see me, they hear you. When they see me, they welcome you. When they love me, they'll love you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give him the opportunity. Give him the opportunity. Give God the opportunity. Because when they see you, they'll see him. When they love you, they'll love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm giving God the opportunity to get in my livelihood. I'm giving God the opportunity to be in my relationships. I'm giving God the opportunity to speak to the noise that's in your life. My brothers and sisters, as I close, one of the greatest testimonies of Peter's life is that when the storm arose and Peter saw Jesus walking on the water, but they didn't recognize him because sometimes God will come a different way. They didn't recognize that I was a ghost and they were afraid until they heard him speak. And when they heard him speak, it didn't look like Jesus. Hallelujah. It wasn't, it wasn't figured like Jesus. It wasn't formed like Jesus. But when they heard him speak, you got to get accustomed to the language of Jesus. Because if you're ever going to move to your future, it's the language of Jesus going to get you there. And Peter said, Lord, if it be you, bid me this opportunity to show you that I believe in you. And to show you that I can do the very same thing you do. And notice Jesus. Jesus said, come. I want you to do the very same thing I do. Come. I want you to do the very thing I do. So Peter stepped up the boat. He took one step. Took two steps. Took three steps. He began to walk toward the master. And while he was walking toward the master, the wind arose. Versus when you're going toward the master, the wind is going to arose. The wind is just noise. And he began to sink and say, you know what, Lord? I heard your word. But while I heard your word of instruction, when it came out of your mouth, the noise followed it. Can I taste it, brothers and sisters? 
when God gives you the word of instruction, the enemy quickly tries to cause static. He tries to cause buffering in your life. He wants you to miss the word, the life of God. So Peter began to sink. But the text said he did, the text said he sunk, not drowned. He wasn't drowning. Because you got to remember, Peter was a fisherman. He knew how to swim. Some people say he was drowning. That's not true. He began to sink. And when he began to sink, all Jesus did is reach down his hand. And I'm telling you tonight, brothers, some of you have been sinking. Some of you have been sinking. Even in the new year, you've been sinking. Sinking around people who you shouldn't be listening to. Hanging on to the noise you listen to. Still doing the same thing you was doing last year, but wanting this year's glory. You can't do the same thing last year and expect this year's glory. That's not going to happen. And I'm telling you, what God, what Jesus did is all Jesus did is reached out his hand. And notice this. It wasn't Jesus' physical hand that pulled Peter up. It was his spiritual hand that pulled Peter up. I want you to know that God is telling you my spiritual hand is going to pull you up to where you got to be. It is by his spirit, says the Lord. Mm. Not power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And I come to witness to you and tell you this, that let his spiritual hand pull you up. Give his spiritual the opportunity to work in your life. And your life will become the better. Because what happened in Peter's life, I quickly close with this. He became fishers of men. What that simply means is that his economy shifted. Oh, Jesus. For he was dependent on fish. But now God says, I'm going to give you men who will give unto your bosom. It's going to be some sweatless victories. Tell your neighbor, you ought to write that down. I'm getting ready to experience sweatless victories. I'm getting ready to experience sweatless victories where this is no sweat for me. This is no, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to give up. This is going to be, hallelujah, a sweatless victory in my life. And I'm telling you on the line today, all you on the line and even in the sanctuary, I feel the glory of God and I hear him talking in my ear. Sweatless victory. Sweatless victories. Bless God. Today, I'm done. God began to encourage me so much today. Because we're, 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 we'll be three years old in Ju on June 8th. Encourage me so much. In three years, we're getting ready to go to... We're getting ready to go to phase three.
in three years. I read a statistic that says startups takes five, seven, sometimes ten. And you need about 50 people to be consistent in your ministry for you to move to the next level. But then God reminded me through this opportunity series, throw your net. I'm telling everybody, I'm telling you and my whole staff, and I say it personally, my whole staff that God has given, throw your net. He said, because there's promises that you have left behind in 2016. There's promises that you've left behind 2008 and 2010 when, it's, when you heard the word but it's been left behind. The Lord told me to tell you when I'm prophesying right now. Throw your net because the things you left behind are still your promises. The things you have left behind because people, because of the will of man are still your promises and they're still there. And they need you. That is your predestined inheritance. And they need you to throw your net. And God is going to cause. Hear what I'm telling you? God is going to cause the promise that was in 2008, the promise in 2009, 10, 12, 13, up till now. And there's so many more. And when your promise comes, because now your promise has hung around long enough, it gained weight. And it's bigger. It's bigger. Because if you, throw, if you throw a fish in the water and let that fish hang around that water for a little while, the fish you threw in there today ain't going to be the same size you threw in last year. So that thing now has got bigger. And it weighs more. And its value is more. Ah, and its value is more. You got to cast your neck and begin to pull. And begin to pull your promise. Begin to pull it back to you. And when you pull your promise, your promise is going to be so heavy that the people, you, your partners and your friends, you're going to have to say, you know what? I don't have time to be jealous of you. I don't have time to be envious of you. All I know is that I got to get this in my boat when I get in my boat I gotta give you so much that my boat can't sink and this is how God builds community this is how God builds community ah I love him so he's ministering get your net 
and God told me to tell you also it's not about your money he said stop talking about your money I am more than money ah money bows to me money do what I tell money to do money I own it it don't own me you got to fall in love with the lover of your soul cast your net and you will see and I'm prophesying everybody online in the next 60 days before our birthday before our birthday our birthday is June 8th before our birthday the testimonies hear what I'm telling you the testimony that's about to be released in your life you're going to start saying he did more than I ever expected and now I'm living in the so much more and now I'm living in the so much more I'm living in the so much more thank you Lord I praise you and if this message has blessed you because it sure has blessed me get your cell phone out if you can get your cell phone out if you can I need your cell phone out and I need you to get your cash app app up or whatever giving you want to give and I need you to come with pastor and plant a seed because we're getting ready to see the miracle of God in still your great way you're getting ready to see the miracle of God in such a great way and the reason why pastor gives you the opportunity and the Lord told me to change my tenure to change your tenure in it the Lord told me give and I will cause it the Lord told me the other week he says I don't pay back what man pays back I give it back in 30 I give it back in 60 I give it back in 100 fold I don't pay back the 10% or the 15% because you waited on me he said because you waited on me I gotta give you a tip in 30s some 60 some 100 and then I read the text it's in a thousand fold you want to write down a thousand fold if I'm you I'll write down in the comments a thousand folds I'm prophesying to you and I know it may be different because you're used to saying, hear me say, yay to the Lord thy God. But I'm prophesying to you a thousandfold. Whatever you can imagine, I'm encouraging you to give. I'm encouraging you to give.
My brothers and sisters, do not miss the opportunity to see. Do not miss the opportunity to give. Because I'm telling you, it's going to bless your life. It's going to bless your life. So come on if you can. I'm waiting on you to write it down. I only got one person that wrote down a thousand fold. I only got one person that wrote down a thousand fold. So my sister, since you took the word of the Lord, since you took the word of the Lord, so shall it be unto you. So shall it be unto you. And it will not be altered. It will not be altered. It will not be, yes, it will not be altered. A thousandfold. I'm telling you, I feel it. Thousandfold. My brothers and my sisters, I'm going to say I'm going to let you go. In prayer this week and getting ready for the service and getting ready for the podcast, the Lord told me to tell you, my brothers and sisters, that there's going to be such a release of the supernatural of God that he's going to repay what the pandemic took away. what the pandemic took away but I praise God what the pandemic gave me I was going to complain about what the pandemic took away but I start praising God what the pandemic gave me what the pandemic gave me is this is that he keeps his promises when they said no, he opened doors. When they said close, he opened. He's a keeper. And I thank God for being a keeper. So if all you want to give, I pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, for all those who's giving their tithe and their offering. I'm giving right now, and I'm telling you, you ought to be getting his anointing. You ought to get his anointing. Don't miss his anointing. I'm giving mine right now. My tithe and my offer and me a $50 and another seed to God. My God be God seed. 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 I'm trusting God. I'm throwing my net a little further. I believe this has blessed you. Let's pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for all those who's given. And for all those, God, who has a I trust you seed. I just heard you, my sister. Just get something in your hand. God asked Peter, he said, what do you have in your hand? I mean, God asked Moses, what do you have in his hand? Moses said, I have nothing. God said, give me that. Give God what you have. And God's going to turn around for you. Listen, I'm telling you. Turn around for you. This is an opportunity seed for God to be God.
And I thank you, Lord, for favor, for the goodness of God in this land of the living that you shall give us. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Father, give favor. Give health unmeasurable. Give finances unmeasurable. God, for I will not miss an opportunity. God, we will not miss an opportunity to sow into your life and to sow into you. God, thank you for good farmers that watches over the seeds of God's people. Father, every dime is committed to you. Every dime is committed to you. Nothing walks past our fingers, God, if you don't say so. And we thank you for giving us conviction. We thank you, God, for the love and the favor you show. For we honor you, and you will supply every need according to your riches and your glory. And your glory is unmeasurable. And your riches is unmeasurable. I thank you, God, for turning around for my brother and my sister. For it shall happen in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. In the Christ's name, amen. Give your seed. Y'all, there's a glory that's in this building. There is a lingering anointing. First lady's going to come. There is a lingering anointing that's lingering in this place. And it is for you. And it is for you. I want to tell you, sooner or later, eventually, my wife said, Suddenly, eventually, eventually, but I heard God told me to move it up to not eventually, to right now, ah, to right now, and you will see it in Jesus' name. You will see it in Jesus' name. Let's say amen for First Lady, for she is the fragrance of this house. Let's say amen, First Lady. Amen. God bless you on tonight. I want to encourage somebody on tonight. Sooner or later, I promise you it's got to turn in your favor. I'm believing God for some things to turn in my favor. Hallelujah. I had to stop the tears from flowing. Sooner or later, I've got to believe that it's going to turn in my favor. And I want to encourage you, my brother, my sister. We go through things daily, but we are here for a reason. God takes us through things that sometimes we just don't understand. And I'll tell you for myself, I find myself saying, God, why this one? Why do I have to go through this one? But I can promise you this each and every time that I faced a test or two or three that I thought I wasn't going to make it through. It was sooner or later, but it's always turn in my favor. That's why I am still here. That's why I'm still standing. 
hallelujah. That's why I can sing, I made it, hallelujah. Because sooner or later, it turned in my favor. That's why I'm standing before you to encourage you. I'm a living witness, hallelujah, hallelujah. I promise you, I am a living witness, and as long as I live and I have breath in my body, I will encourage you, my brother and sister, to stay in the race. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Towel. Allow praise to be your weapon. Praise him through whatever you're going through, because I promise you that sooner or later, it's gonna turn in your favor and you're gonna have a testimony to tell somebody just like I'm standing before you. So I just want to encourage you on tonight that whatever you're facing, sooner or later, if you believe and if you stand firm, it's gonna turn in your favor. I am sending you virtual hugs and kisses on tonight. I love you so much and so glad that you decided to be a part of this ministry, to be this ministry, actually. Hallelujah, we appreciate your love, your prayers, your texts, your giving, everything you do, know, hallelujah, that it's for the upbuilding of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, up is the only way to, way to go. No matter what we're facing, no matter what we've been told, we believe in the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to remind you that we are still in connection with Solutions for Life Ministries with our pastor, sister Cynthia Terry, a good, 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 good friend of mine, offering counseling in every single area of your life. I want to also remind you that we are in connection with Desire Thy Portion Ministries, still collecting donations to our great, great, great servant of the Lord, our auntie. Amen. I want to ask for prayer requests. We and I want to make sure that we're using our counseling services, our sister Cynthia, because grief is um, something that it's a little hard to deal with sometimes, and sometimes we don't know what to tell people in the time of grief. We got news just this week before Wednesday hit that three people were affected by their deaths, three. And two of them were preacher's friends and I want to wage an all out war on the enemy for our young people. We have to stay before the Lord regarding our young people because he wishes to snatch them up and have them working for the other side, but we need them in the kingdom of heaven. So I need you guys to pray for the right family. My um, friend lost her mom this week or last week. I need you all to pray for, I'm not sure what Malik's last name is, but please pray for Malik's family, a young man that lost his life on um, this week, as well as uh, Dakota, I believe his last name is McGee. So please keep these families up in prayer. It's um, a tough thing when you're dependent on the strength of the Lord 
but when your mind is in a different state, you know, it's just, it's just something different. So I'm just asking for the saints. I'm, I'm calling on prayer warriors to just keep these families and other families that we don't know about. The enemy wishes to take our mind over and have us thinking and doing things, you know, that um, is just not kingdom-minded. So I just wish and want to ask for the prayers of these families and again, the families that we are unaware of, that the strength of the Lord is able to carry them through and push them through to the next level that God has for them. Once again, I love you guys so much. I'm sending virtual hugs to you. Keep me and my family in prayer. Amen, that's all I have. Yes, I want you to know, pastor and place of promise is determined we would not let young people go without being touched i have that thing is birthed in me ever since this week and i and i i'm a little embarrassed to say that because of these young men death and i have a hand i see them every day and um to have this to be that close very effective i'm very effective and i'm going to be at their funerals i'm very effective but there must be a voice. There must be a voice. Because we're, we're old sanctified people. We have grandmama voice in the back of our head and great mama voice in the back of our head. There must be a voice that takes over their voice that says, shh, that's not the way to go. There's a better way. There must be a voice. And so I'm determined and I'm praying that the voice of the place of promise is just... We're, it's not really, but the voice of the Lord goes through them because I don't want to see another lost potential because it is the enemy, but we have victory. And this week, when it happened, I had to remind myself that God is exalted, the devil is defeated, and we have the victory. I had to remind myself that God is exalted. The devil is defeated. And we have the victory. God is exalted. The devil is defeated. We have the victory. I need you to stand on your feet with the church. I'll tell all of you to stand on your feet. Because we're going to rage war against the enemy's voice. We're going to rage war against his noise. War. For this is a war time. And we declare war. We declare holy war against the enemy and his tactics. We won't stand for it. We won't lose. For we have the Holy Ghost. And he shall fight for us. Glory to God. We're determined. We're determined. We, give, we pray for you. We have a guest today who flew all the way in. Flew all the way in from Milwaukee to come be with us. All the way in from me, be with us. Our Alicia Cannon Adams, I will be with us today. We bless God. You saw on the praise team. We bless God for her. We're praying for her. She was walking around the building with us today, walking, walking around. They recognized us looking. She just ministered with the people of God. Hallelujah. She's hanging on the staff. Hallelujah. I just love it in the name of Jesus because I tell you, we are not. Um, you want to say something? Okay. She don't want to come on camera. She's a little shy.
She don't want to be seen in Spokane, Washington, and in Virginia. Because <laughs> we be seen everywhere. I mean, it's amazing what God does for us. It's amazing. You may think nobody see, but God, show, God shows the all over the place. And I'm so glad for it because we're moving to God's greater. And when we get there, the Lord reminded me, don't forget about the ones, the little ones. And we will not. We will not. If we got to have a youth day every week, whatever God says, to will, will, will them in, to win them in, whatever. If I go to basketball court, with whatever. Because I want to see God glorified. And I want to see God in their lives. That's the only way we can win. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you, all of you. I pray for you. But you know what? I, I, I hear this song. I, I hear this song. I just want to praise you forever and ever in spite of and ever in the middle of for all right now. You've done right now for me. Blessings and glory and honor, they all belong to you. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me. Come on, everybody, one more time. I just wanna, just wanna forever and ever. Oh. For all you've done, oh, oh, blessings and oh, they are. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me. Let's go up one key. Let's go up.
And not only that, God's going to put a protection of hedge around you and your family and your stuff. I see protection being released. I see protection being released. But Father, I pray this over my community. And for everywhere I go, I pray that, that the protection of God will back the enemy up. And God, I thank you for protection. I thank you for it in Jesus. God, protection over our finance, over our family, over our stuff. Hedge of God. Oh, glory to God. Great you are. And we give you glory tonight. Lord, I pray for those, God, for things seen and for things unseen. And we'll give you glory, give you praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It shall be done. In Jesus' name. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. For the Lord told me to tell you, we got to go. He will come. That's a guarantee. Okay, I'm not saying it to make you feel better. <laughs> he will come. And you're going to see it in this land of the living. God bless you. Pray for you. Place a promise. I love this church. I love this church. I'm praying for you, Mama Cynthia, in Arizona. I'm praying for you in Arizona. I'm praying for you. Mississippi, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Kentucky, we praying for you. We ain't forgot. Virginia, we praying. Ain't forgot. We won't forget. Atlanta, Georgia, we're praying for you. Ain't forgot. There shall be victory. There shall be victory. I must make the announcement. There will be victory. There will be victory. In Jesus' name. God bless you. We love you. We love this church.